What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of Big League Chewing, a baseball podcast. My name is Mike Brown, and thank you so much for tuning in, as always. So later tonight, the World Series 2019 kicks off. The Astros will be playing the Nationals in what I think will actually be a pretty exciting World Series, uh, despite what my ultimate prediction uh, is, which I'll get to a little later. You know, with this World Series, we're looking at six elite starting pitchers uh, with Corbin, Strasburg, and Scherzer on the national side and with Grinke, Cole, and Verlander on the Astro side. Now, I can't think of the last time there was a World Series with so much elite starting pitching. Game one, we'll have Scherzer versus Cole. Game two will be Strasburg and Verlander. Game three, we'll have Grinke. And I don't think the Nationals have actually announced their, their game three starter as yet. So, this is kind of what my take on, on the World Series. Obviously, the Astros are heavy favorites. Now, the Astros, and I'll get into this later with my guest, um, Brett Chancy, great Astros blogger, podcaster, just a big Astros Astros fan from top to bottom. And I kind of get into this with, with him on, on our conversation. But the, the Astros didn't really bat too well against the Yankees in the ALCS. I think they've had like 181 or something. They basically out-homered the Yankees en route to a ALCS, uh, an, an American League pennant. I would argue, and I think most people would say, that the Nationals have a better starting rotation than the Yankees with, with Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. Those are obviously a little, uh, definitely a markup from, from Paxton, although he did pitch well. Um, in game five, I believe, or game four, where, where he did kind of save the Yankees in that series for a time being. You know, and Severino and Tanaka obviously pitched decently, but they're nowhere near the, the ranks of, of, of the trio of, of national starters. That being said, my biggest fear for the nationals is that they've had a week since they've played baseball. Now, knowing baseball players as big creatures of habit, um, I think this is going to be a big problem. I think game one, the Astros, I think, will win pretty handily. Um, I, I predict they will win game two as well. Um, I just think the Nationals are going to kind of come into this series a little a little groggy, a little off, especially their hitters. You know, you don't play for a week, and then you got to come in and face Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. And um, I think... You know, the, uh, in, during the regular season, teams don't even go a week without 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 facing live live pitching. So a week is a long time for the Nationals. Is what I'm trying to say, and I think that it'll affect them a, a great deal in this series, despite the amazing trio of pitchers that they do have. I think these games will be fairly close. I don't think these are going to be big high scoring affairs by any means, but I think that. The Washington Nationals lineup, given the week off that they've had, will slump against this 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 Astros rotation. That's my prediction. Ultimately, I see this going five games. Now, there is another scenario where I see the Astros sweeping the Nationals uh, in four games, taking off taking all the first four games just because of what I had said about the Nationals kind of having a week off. But I think the Nationals squeak out one here or there. I think they get one of the, I think they get one of those wins at home. Maybe game game 4 
Um, or maybe game three. I'm not sure. I, th- I think it's possible that they get to Grinky out of uh, out of Verlander and and Cole. You know, Verlander as well was kind of, uh, was not at his sharpest against the Yankees in the ALCS. So I think that'll be also something to look out to look out for. He really battled in that series, and the Nationals lineup is 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 no slouch. So I think Verlander is something. I think game two is very key. I, I see game one going to the Astros pretty pretty easily um you know i see scherzer maybe giving up a couple early home runs and and that being enough for for cole to kind of go through these this this nationals lineup that hasn't seen action in a week so my prediction astros in five games i i, I think that this is this is a far superior team to the nationals maybe not far superior that's a little bit of a stretch i think they're a better team everyone sees it on paper they're, they're, they're just a better team. Offensively, you know, of course, the Nationals have Soto, Rendon. You know, they have a great lineup as well. The Astros were extremely dominant all season long. Uh, I would say that this Astros team is better than the 2017 team that, that won the World Series, beat the Dodgers in seven games, um, if that's possible to be better than that team. But this team is. And, and yeah, I see them taking this in about five games. So next up, I'd love to play for you an interview I just had with Brett Chancy. Now, Brett is a blogger, he's a podcaster, and he also runs a great Astros Facebook page called Astros 411. His podcast is called H-Town Wheelhouse, and he contributes to the Climbing Towels Hill Astros blog. Uh, this is my second conversation with Brett. I chatted with him bef- just before the playoffs got, got started, and we promised we'd meet up to talk Astros World Series once they clinched, and here they are. So please enjoy my chat with Brett Chancy. So I am now joined by H Town Wheelhouse, who is Brett Chancy. Uh, Brett runs the H Town Wheelhouse Astros podcast. He also runs the Astros 411 Facebook page. Great spot on Facebook to check out all things Astros. And he also contributes to the Climbing Up Towels Hill uh, blog, Astros blog. Uh, Brett, how's it going? Man, it is going great. It has been a great 48 hours here in Houston for sure. I bet. I bet. So starting with that then, before we get into the World Series, um, let's talk about the ALCS for a bit, and especially um, Altuve. Um, You know, Jose Altuve was a player that wasn't really at 100% last postseason, and you could kind of tell. Um, This season, he's kind of come back with a vengeance with five homers. I think he's batting around 350. Um, so talk about kind of the season he's having, the, sorry, the postseason he's having. Yeah, you know, um, Jose really showed a lot of heart in 2018, um, and we didn't realize how hurt he was until after. Um, you know, you could tell something was off, and even when he started the season, um, he wasn't himself. He was hitting like 236. Um, but everybody knew that that was a health issue. You know, that it wasn't like, oh, Jose Altuve's in decline. Right. Um, but I've never seen someone um, in such a, I guess, for lack of a better term, in such a small package or to be a less imposing player to an opponent that, that Jose Altuve is and have as deep of impact as he has on this postseason. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, he is an absolute game changer. Um you know, I was I was looking back, and um, there is a scout, and his his name escapes me. I, th- I think his first name is Al, 
when he was with the Astros, when Jose Altuve first came to the Astros, um, he was turned away because they didn't believe he was old enough. They thought he was too young. And the next day, he, <laughs> the next day, he literally brought his birth certificate, right. and they gave him a tryout. And I think this guy's now with Oakland. Um, he was, I think, he went to the Yankees. Now he's with Oakland. But okay. just just how he got here is amazing. And when he's in the moment, you now as a Houston fan, I think as a baseball fan you know he's going to do something big time um, because the moment's never too big or too small for him. Right. Um, and what I love about him is he always deflects the credit. Now, it's not like an annoying like the guy that never takes credit. Like he takes credit for being great. But right. man, he wants everybody to know that, hey, it's just not me. It's it's this team. It's this entire team. And and what better guy for it to happen to than Jose Altuve? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Altuve is really kind of a, a laser focused guy. I can tell because I I was checking out uh, Alec, uh, Alex Bregman's uh, YouTube channel the other day. And Bregman was talking to some uh, to some podcasters about um, Altuve. And the podcasters were basically asking them, like, or asking Bregman, like, uh, you know, when you guys go out to celebrate and stuff, like, how do you guys party? How do you guys do this? And he was saying Altuve is, like, the most laser-focused guy that, like, even when he goes out, he doesn't drink alcohol, like, at all. Um, he's just, like, a huge gamer, doesn't have any distractions, laser-focused, doesn't, you know, off the field, doesn't let it get out of hand. Um, you can And you can just tell he's just kind of the consummate professional. And going back to kind of what you are talking about, the early days of Altuve, I remember when, the, you know, earlier this decade, um, you know, when the Astros were kind of struggling and trying to piece mm-hmm. it back together. Uh, I remember Altuve kind of being the one bright spot. And I remember watching him in the early days, even before the uniform change. I think the uniform change happened in when, 2016 or 2015, maybe? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, even <laughs> before the uniform change, uh, I remember him in kind of those older Astros uniforms in his early days thinking, wow, this guy is like, this guy's a heck of a player. Um, and, and he's kind of... It's crazy. It's, he's kind of the, the one that really got it turned around. Um, you know, he's kind of the, the journeyman of that team, so to speak. Yeah, he is. You know, um, A.J. Hint shares a story in 2015. They were two outs away from beating the Royals um, in the playoffs when the Royals won the World Series in 2015, two years right. before we were supposed to, you know, two years before our first title. And at the when they lost that last game, um, he said Jose Altuve came into his office, was literally in tears, and said, Coach, I let the team down. I failed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he batted 165. Right. And he looked at me and said, Jose, you're you're the main reason why we're here. You're like you're the heartbeat of this team. And he said, This guy cared so much. Um, he he wasn't really concerned about the team losing. He was he was burdened with it was my job to lead this team. Right. And he goes at such a young age. I mean, he had just broken into the major leagues to feel that burden and to, and to see the importance of, of an individual doing their part. He said, right then I knew. And he looked at him and he said, don't worry, we're going to win a lot of games with you on this roster. And I mean, you know, the rest yep. is history. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's been he's been the, the the main key to this this kind of turnaround for this franchise. Definitely, it all it kind of all starts with him. So uh, let's talk about the World Series then. And yes. man, th- this is going to be a wild World Series, I, I believe. Um, you know, I feel like I haven't seen a World Series like this in a while, where you have 
you know, uh, the top three starting pitchers for both teams are just are, are, are elite, you know, if you know, mm-hmm. if you want to go there. Um, how do you see this series shaping up in terms of the starting uh, starting pitching and who on the Nationals rotation kind of uh, scares you the most? Well, I would like to say, you know, Annabelle Sanchez don't worry about him, but he nearly threw a no hitter against the Cardinals. <laughs> right. um, I would like to say, yeah, Steven Strasburg's kind of washed up, but he's found this unfound magic. His breaking ball is unreal. Yeah. Um, man, I, it's hard to find a weakness with their starting four. Um, Scherzer, yeah. Scherzer is a big game pitcher, just like Verlander. Um, Strasburg has found his stride, has just been striking out people at an unbelievable clip. Mm-hmm. Patrick Corbin. Uh, now, Patrick Corbin of the four has the highest ERA, has given up the most runs. Yeah. And we're at, I think that's going to hurt them when he pitches because um, – and I'll get into the bullpen later, but these, these four pitchers um, – you couldn't ask for a more formidable opponent for the Houston Astros. Right. Um, I think more so than what the Dodgers had. Um, you know, Walker Bueller was really in, I think it's Ryu. I think those two guys really made me nervous, but like Clayton Kershaw never really does much in the playoff. And so nope, nope. there wasn't really any other team that had a starting four like this. Um, right. You know, I, I just, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that Max Scherzer leaves some pitches over the plate, um, yeah, some mistakes, yeah. and I think that's where the Astros are going to have to look to capitalize is hoping that that he makes mistakes. The other interesting thing too that you brought up that I hadn't really thought about either is I, I kind of you kind of forget about Anibal Sanchez, and yeah. given that he would probably go in the fourth game in this series, you know that the Astros haven't really played a series so far in this postseason where they've kind of went to that fourth starter, whether it was Arquiti or somebody. I mean, I know they kind of did a, a kind of a bullpen game the other right. night against the Yankees, but but they don't really have that for sure fourth guy. So yeah. do, you, do you envision this series then basically being down to Granky, Cole, and Verlander? Do you see them going to Arquiti? I mean, it is a seven-game series, so it's possible that they that they get in the position where they can, but like, do you see that happening? Yeah, I mean, um, I honestly expect the Astros to take the first three games of this series. Um, yeah, yeah. M- maybe I'm looking at it with Astros color glasses. I, 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 ju- I just have to think that the way our bullpen's pitching overall. I know, right. um, I know, um, Osuna gave up that game tying home run. Um, Osuna sure. has been somewhat of a wild card lately. Um, right. For the most part, he's been a lockdown. I think before these playoffs, he had gone like 13, you know, outings without surrendering a run or something like that. And so he had kind of found his stride again. Um, But what I see happening in that fourth game is I really think Hinch may go with Urquidy first and then bring in Brad Peacock. See, Brad Peacock Uh, did good for that one inning. Right. But he kind of fell off. You know, Brad Peacock's either on or he's off. And so Urquidy, if Urquidy's stuff is working, um, you notice the um, the breaking balls he throws, and they're off the plate. If he's not too far off the plate, those guys are swinging and missing every time. Sure, sure. Um, but Urquidy is susceptible to giving up the long ball if he doesn't get that spin rate going, if he doesn't get the movement. Um, but I think they go Urquidy, and then they go – 
to Peacock, and I think they're hoping that Arkady can at least go four innings. Because if you go four innings with him and you go five and six with Peacock, then you can go back with your Will Harris. And apparently right. Press is supposed to be back and then Osuna. Um, you still have Joe Smith in there, who I think yep. is one of the unheralded guys <laughs> in this bullpen. Yeah, man. He's going to talk a lot about. Yeah, he's uh, so I'm an Angels fan. Uh, I don't think I've ever told you. And he was on the Angels for about three or four seasons yes. uh, earlier in the decade. And he was solid, man. He was so dependable. And he's really kind of stretched his career out into something that I did never really saw coming. And he yeah, he's he's definitely really solid still. It's it's crazy. Now, I um, I, I want to say this. Um, I think Grinky having a really solid start against New York is really is a big confidence booster for him. Um, right. And I think for the Nationals, that's probably one of the worst things that could have happened is for <laughs> Zach Grinke to kind of get back in his stride. And here's the thing. Zach Grinke was a National League guy for a long time. Right. So he's played the Nationals before. Um, he's also hit in a National League park. And so you have your pitcher who's actually taken swings Taking yep. the first game in a yep. national park of the World Series, and I think that kind of is, plays key, plays plays a key role. Right. Yeah. I I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, so switching to kind of the the, the batting for the uh, for the World okay. Series for the for the Astros. So the Astros hit. I think it was like one seventy nine, two eighty one, three eighteen slash uh, during yes. the ALCS. Um, you know, they really got their runs off of off of home runs. Um, exactly in the series. And that's kind of how they basically, they basically out home run the Yankees, um, in, in mm-hmm. that series. Um, so what, which, which player offensively, uh, do you find you would, you, you really kind of want to see turn it up for this, for this world series? Well, um, if we remember back to 17, um, George Springer was absolutely lights out, um, set the world series when it, the, the world series home run record, um, was just unbelievable. Um, I really think George Springer is going to have to hit at least one leadoff home run in this series. And that was one of my bold predictions I wrote for climbing towels Hill. And I had, I'm interacting with a guy right now. Who's like, wow, your, your second prediction left me speechless. And I'm like, why? I'm like, he's (laughs) like, why would you pick, why would you pick George Springer to hit a leadoff home run against Max Scherzer? I'm like, why wouldn't I? Because when Max Scherzer makes mistakes, he yep. leaves him over the heart of the plate, and that's he did it again. He did it against the Brewers in the uh, the wild card yes. game. That's what so, I'm saying. Right. So I think Springer's got to get off um, on a good start. Um, I think Altuve is going to be there, um, but I think Springer. I think Bregman, and you know Alvarez. I don't. I don't think Alvarez needs to do a lot. I think Alvarez just needs to hit a home run, um, right. needs to get an RBI double. He needs to do something because the sooner he can be successful, I think immediately the pressure goes off of him and then he becomes a threat, kind of like Juan Soto. I mean, I mean, Juan sure. Soto is the Nationals version of Jordan Alvarez. Of course, Juan Soto's got at least another year on him in the majors, but right. um, if he can if he can do something with his bat, um, I think that's going to be a huge boost for the rest of the lineup. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. And and switching when they switch to the uh, to the Nationals Park in games uh, games three and four, how do you see them kind of uh, utilizing the fact that they won't be able to have the DH? How, how do you see Alvarez entering those games? If, you know, he, uh, you know, I, my my thought is that Alvarez might come in as a pinch hitter later on in the game. But uh, I'd yeah, love to hear I your th- thoughts. I think what you do is you pinch hit him. 
Um, not necessarily for a position player, because I don't know that A.J. Hinch wants him out in the outfield. Um, right. If I recall, the Nationals ballpark is pretty spacious in the outfield. In other words, there's not like crevices. You know, there's not a short porch like at Minute Maid. And so there's a lot of area to run. And although he's fast and I mean, he doesn't have a bad glove. Um, and, you know, I don't see them moving him to first base, although he did play first base while he was at Round Rock a little bit. Um I really see him coming in for the pitcher. Um, sure. Or if you put him in for someone like Reddick, then I think what happens is you have a defensive replacement of you put um, Kyle Tucker out there or even Diaz. And so I, I I see him coming in in the late innings. I don't see him coming in early. I just I just don't. I know AJ Hinch wants to get him in there, but. I don't predict that he's going to put him in a position where he plays the outfield. But then again, he's AJ Hinch and he's a lot smarter than I am. So, right. And, and you, you're kind of setting up a perfect situation for for Alvarez too, because you think about the nationals bullpen and say Alvarez comes into pinch hit for, you know, whoever the starter was for the Astros, say in the seventh inning, eighth inning, right. At that time, you might be facing Doolittle or, you know, Doolittle might actually be brought in since he's a lefty to kind of neutralize Alvarez if that's right. where they want to go with it. But you might see Alvarez come in against, you know, I don't know, somebody out of that Nationals bullpen, which is not great. And he has a perfect I think that's a perfect opportunity for him to shine in, in that series, in the series. Well, here I think is going to be the early um, an early uh advantage for the Astros if this can happen if they can use Daniel Hudson for more than one inning in game one Mm -hmm. um, if or if they try to put Sean Doolittle in for like a four out save or even six out save and they try to utilize those back end guys I think the more they use them um, the tougher it is going to be for the Nationals um, to use their strength but if if Scherzer goes seven or eight solid innings then you're just going to have to deal with Hudson and Doolittle. Now Hudson, I'm not as worried about as I am Doolittle. Doolittle has really like, I mean, I remember right. his, his his days with Oakland. Yep. yep. Um, I mean, he's always been a pretty good pitcher, but man, as a closer, he's really found his stride. Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So that brings us to the last the last thing and probably the most important. So World Series prediction. So okay. I'll give you I'll give you mine first and 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 kind of let me know what you think. So. I either think that the Astros are going to uh, sweep the series or this is going to go five games. So the only reason I say that a sweep could be could be, could happen is because the Nationals haven't played a game since uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday. So the, by the mm. time the World Series kicks off tomorrow, it'll be they'll be uh, it'll it'll have been a week since they've played a game. And, you know, as you know, baseball players are kind of creatures of habit. They need to get out there. Uh, on a daily basis you know there's been times in previous world series i can't think of any off the top of my head but i feel like one of the early red sox championships either 0407 i think it was maybe the cardinals one of those teams that they played had a long layoff and they got steamrolled yes uh, by the time they came in the but the only thing that's making me think five games is, is because I do want to give the Nationals um, starters a little bit of credit, but I think that they're going to get off to a really slow start just because of that long layoff. No, yeah, I agree. Um, I actually picked the Astros in five. Um, I figured the Nationals with their home crowd um, would more than likely win win game four where the Astros would be at 3-1. Right. Of course, you know, being a Houston fan, you would – 
you would love for them to come back and win it on our field. But we, the, our, our first title, we won in LA. So, um, I mean, we have home field advantage. I think the Astros have to take care of business. Game one is so important. Um, that Yankee game one, when they when they crushed the Astros seven to nothing, uh-huh. I think a lot of people in Houston were probably worried, even though we wouldn't admit it. Even though we knew we had we had the pitchers we had, and we knew our lineup was capable of anything. Oh man, that that first game, we were like, oh my gosh, we just lost home field advantage. What the heck? Right. Right. Um, I don't foresee Astros laying another goose egg like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just I see it going three zero to. I mean, two zero to Washington. Astros winning game three. I think Grinky's going to be great, and I think he he probably gets only gives up like maybe one hit um, that game, and then I think Anibal Sanchez comes in and just maybe pitches out of his mind. And um, I actually picked that game to be, I think six to five nationals where like the Astros go up by three and then the, and then the nationals come back and they kind of chip away and towards the end, they win trying to find some momentum. Right. And then I believe that that game five, I just, I just, I just see the Astros winning that, winning that game, um, you know? And so Astros taking it four to one, but, you know, this is baseball. Um, these are professionals. And the thing I love about this ball club, too, is their goal each day is to win. They're, I mean, yeah, they want to win the World Series, but they want to win that day. And they know their opponent. They don't take anybody lightly. Um, they didn't take the Rays lightly. You know, they, I mean, right, they right. knew the Rays were going to put up a fight. And so they are very keen on their opponent. They're, they're very respectful of who they're playing. But I think each game they play – um, will give them an even greater edge going into the next game, um, being the being the better ball club. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, I think this Astros team is is probably a little better than the 2017 team just because they agree. have just because of Garrett Cole. I feel like <clears throat> I'll just give you my my kind of World Series MVP pick. I, I'm going to pick Garrett Cole to be the World Series MVP. Um, you know, I feel like this this very much reminds me of kind of the the run that Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling had uh, in 2001 with the Diamondbacks, where they just kind of tore through that the the, the playoffs that season. Um, you know, with the Verlander Cole duo, I don't really think I've seen a, a one two in a World Series like that since since probably Schilling and Johnson did it in 2001. But yeah, I think Cole is going to be um, he's just going to continue his narrative that 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 he's had this postseason, which is just uh, elite. And the dude is due for a massive paycheck uh, at the end of the season. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, I you know that is something that is being bantered about. Um, right now with Houston fans, of course, I've been going back and forth with people. Um, I had a Yankees fan, um, DM me today on Twitter and he said, well, look like Cole's headed to New York. He's clean shaven at the press conference. And I'm like, Oh, oh my gosh, everybody, everybody. <laughs> I like I, I even think like, I, I even think Italian soccer teams are trying to sign Garrett Cole. The <laughs> he's that, he's yeah. that right now. Right, right. So, who would who would your MVP be? I know I didn't ask you this in the notes. I no, saw. It's okay. do, you, do you have an MVP well, in mind? It's it's either going to be Garrett Cole or or Jose Altuve. I just, um, you know, I, I would like to pick Springer or Bregman just because of who they are. But I don't see Altuve slowing down. But at the same time, I mean, I mean, 
I think Garrett Cole gets 12, 13 strikeouts his first game. I think his second game, he probably gets at least 10. Yeah. And if he gets both of those victories and they win, I don't see how you give it to anybody else. Um, you know, Garrett right. Cole, you know, they asked him, like, are you changing anything in, in this press conference today? And he said, well, um, I've I've pretty much won – every game since May 24th. So I don't think I'm going to be changing anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because right. it's worked for six months. So why change it now? Yeah. Uh, yep. So I mean, dude, he knows. I mean, he's kind of in, maybe this is a ridiculous comparison, but do you remember when Tiger Woods was at his, the apex of his career? Sure, sure. And he just beat the, he would beat the second place guy by like 12 strokes. And then he would say something like, I, I didn't bring my A game. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, really, that's the kind of confidence that Eric Cole has. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And it's it's scary. Um, just to just to play some Astros history on you, when the Mets beat the Astros in '86, um, in Game Six, the Mets said they were relieved because they knew they had to face Mike Scott in Game Seven, and they know they would have lost. Right, I right. Mean, Garrett Cole, I think, is even better than Mike Scott was in his playoff run, and that dude threw a no hitter to clinch the division. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. So, I mean, Cole, yeah. I mean, Cole. It's interesting because you know, uh, Cole uh, coming over in that trade from the Pirates. We, you know, people were like, oh, okay, this is a nice piece. Um, Cole, Cole definitely was was a promising starter at that point. You know, and uh, coming over from the Pirates, but. He's definitely turned on another switch uh, since since joining the Astros. Um, you know, I don't know if it has to do with their pitching coach, you know, or or you, I think he was utilizing his his forcing fastball more up in the zone. I think he was. I, right. I saw him saying so. But man, he is just. Um, yeah, I remember him with the, with the Pirates and thinking, oh, this is a nice young piece. You know, he's a he's a nice young starter, has great stuff. But he's 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 the best pitcher in the game right now, and there's no there's nobody really close. I mean, Degrom is probably. Uh, number two, but I mean, I think Garrett Cole is probably the best pitcher in the game at this point. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, you know, like I don't know if I had mentioned this um, before. Actually, I don't know. Um, had had I had had my son and I um, gone to Game Two of the ALDS? Um, I don't know if did we did we speak before the playoffs? Um, I. Uh, yeah, we we no, we spoke kind of the night of the wild card game, the okay. National League wild card game. <clears throat> okay, well, um, my son and I went to Game Two of the ALDS um, when you know Garrett Cole struck out fifteen. Right. And I remember looking at my son saying, "I was like, hey, dude, I don't think you realize something." He goes, "What, Dad?" I said, "You're watching probably one of the greatest playoff performances by a pitcher of all time." Yeah, yeah. And he goes. Yeah, he goes, he's striking out everybody. And I said, <laughs> yeah, he is. And I said, you know, we even we even got to meet him. Um, and that I, I just, dude, I think it's going to be gut-wrenching and heartbreaking if he doesn't sign here. I know right. there's a lot of things that have to fall into place in perfect scenarios. Right. Um, but he has endeared himself to this city. And I just, I just really think that the Astros – once they clinch the World Series, I think that helps us in our case to keep Garrett Cole um, because of yeah. the legacy maybe he wants to build. I think the bond he has with Justin Verlander. I think there's a lot of intangibles that right. people aren't thinking about. People are just thinking about money. 
Yeah. I think there's a lot of intangibles in play um, that keep him here. But, um, you know, like my yeah, Stros people, people one have kind of People have kind of already written it off like he's yeah. definitely leaving the Astros. I mean, people are saying the Dodgers. People are saying the Angels because he's a SoCal guy. People are saying the Padres. Oh, yeah. I've heard the Giants. Um, oh, I've heard okay. the Giants recently. Um, yeah. Because yeah. they actually have a lot of room. Um, and right. I just – it just doesn't make sense. Why would you go to California have half of your money taken by taxes? And then, <laughs> hey, I'm just going to throw this out there. The big energy company out there just said that for the next 10 years, they're going to have basically scheduled blackouts because yeah. they don't have enough energy. So come on, Garrett Cole. I know. You don't have I that know. problem in Texas. Everything's bigger and better in Texas, even <laughs> your salary. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what happens, but I think the Brinks, the Brinks truck is going to back up uh, big yes. time for him, for him this, 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 this off season. All right, Brett. Um, you know, once again, thank you for joining me. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, enjoy the world series and let's, uh, let's chat in the off season uh, and see where Cole's headed. Uh, you know, a couple months into the off season. Yeah. Why don't we have a, uh, why don't we have a post world series chat? How's that? Yeah, that sounds perfect, man. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for having me on. And um, again, if everybody would check out Stroh's 411 on Facebook, yep. um, it's just a great site. Dude, we are literally less than 200 people away from 30,000 followers. That's so, crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's a heck of a fan page. You do a great job. All right, Brett. Um, thanks again, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Michael, you have a good one. Go Astros. And there we have it. Always great to have Brett on the show. Super knowledgeable guy. Super passionate Super passionate Astros fan. Obviously wants Cole to re-sign with the Astros. Who wouldn't? Uh, it'll be super interesting to see where he ends up in the offseason. We'll definitely have Brett back on to chat about that and more things Astros uh, as they move into the 2020 season. So that brings an end to episode five of Big League Chewing, a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to give me a follow on Instagram at Big League Chewing. I'm on Twitter at ChewingCast. And the podcast is actually now up on Apple iTunes. Thank you so much, and I will see you guys next week. See ya. Yeah.